0: You're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast, because you have impeccable taste. Very warm well, welcome to this week's Bromsgrove Android Standard Podcast with me, Tristan Harris. Now, Friday, I went to the launch of the Eddie Bus, which you might know already if you've seen our website, but it was a new £32,000 Peugeot boxer and it was the Eddie bus. It basically, it stands for Everyday Drives for the Disabled, Independent and Elderly. Now, it is named after Eddie as well, Eddie, Eddie Mowbray. He was a driver for the service for 10 years. Then when the DVLA told him he had to uh, pack up the driving, he now takes the bookings and he makes sure everybody's got the, uh, the minibus when they want it. Um, it might be a minibus, but it's got a roller coaster of a history. It was launched in 1985 with Nora Bing, Margaret Fishley, David Hughes, and Jack Grantham. They came together to get a new minibus for the elderly um, to take them out to places like hospital appointments and, like, you know, for a little visit to a cheeky visit to the pub for a, a dinner or to Worcester Cathedral or any of the other major tourist attractions around the area. And they raised £1,200 to start with. Um, That got them a a second-hand bus. Then in 2004, the wear and tear on the old bus took its toll and a campaign was launched to raise £32,000. That was successful thanks uh, to a load of donations and a national lottery grant as well. 2010 heartbreak. This is what I mean about a roller coaster. The bus was stolen and unperturbed. They raised another £17,700 more or less to get another bus up and running. Um, And they had a second hand one there. In 2018, that became an aging minibus. £5,000 worth of repairs were needed primarily due to mice chewing through the fuel line. And uh, when I was there on Friday, they had a little bit of a display and they showed you the Nord fuel line. That was part of the display, so it was quite interesting. Um, So 2018, they managed to get repaired for £5,000. Then they sold it on and then they launched another campaign to raise another £32,000 for this Peugeot boxer. There was a load of different donations and another national lottery grant as well. That was delivered in december a uh, fantastic bus it's a state-of-the-art it's got like a lift at the back so wheelchairs can get on and off and people with walking frames and you can actually if they if there's someone in a wheelchair who can't actually get out of the wheelchair or doesn't want to get out of the wheelchair what they can do is they can just anchor it inside the bus route and take some seats out so it really is an amazing um a vehicle and it's, it's doing so much good in the community the lack of drivers has always been a problem, so I'll give you some information at the end. If you can spare a few hours a week just to drive um, the minibus and take these uh, these older people and disabled, independent and elderly um, to places where they want to go. It was quite funny, actually, because um, Robert Trigger, one of the trustees, he gave a speech, and he said that um, the elderly... Uh, Some of them say, oh, I'm not elderly. So that's why they included independent and disabled. And so it's good. And it also is a nice acronym of EDDIE. So I caught up with the three of them. Um, There was Robert Trigger, um, Enid Harris, who's been using the service for 35 years since its its inception, and Eddie Mowbray, who the bus is named after. Eddie and Enid cut the ribbon on the day, and here's what they had to say. (laughs) Here I have Eddie Mowbray at the launch of the Eddie Bus and it's named after you. What's it like to have a minibus named after you? Well,
1: a little bit embarrassing. Um, You know, it's totally unexpected but because they say it's the honour of the uh, number of years that I've done voluntary work for the uh, Bronfro Minibus Appeal. Uh, But, uh, no, I... I suppose uh, I do like the idea that they've taken the trouble to honour me in this way. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't
0: mean that you've got to have to be on it all the time though, does it? Uh,
1: I don't get to go on
0: it. No, you don't get to go on it. You used to drive though, didn't you? You used to drive for the. Yeah, I
1: drove drove the old minibuses uh, as they came and went um, for approximately 10 years. Uh, Then uh, the DVLA stepped in. because I'd had a coronary attack some 15 or 20 years earlier, yeah. they suddenly put a ban on me driving. I could drive a car, yeah. I could drive a track lane machine, a Sherman tank, I could drive everything else, but not a minibus.
0: I wouldn't go but, driving a Sherman tank round <laughs> You'll You'll freak a few people out. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, I think with the roadworks that are going on, it will probably what everybody will need to get round Bromfo.
0: <laughs> but now you are the man with the plan. You're the one who books it all and and does it does all the administration. And
1: without you, really, you know, it wouldn't be so organised. Uh, well, I don't know. Robert, he's the trustee. Uh, well, we're all trustees, the drivers are trustees. Um, but he's the treasurer and he's the one that does the organising of events like this. And, um, yeah, all I do is quite simple. I take the bookings from the uh, residents, from the nursing homes, and etc., and uh, then try and find a driver who's uh, uh, able to do it, who's free to do it. So you
0: know. and you want more. You want more drivers as well. We mentioned this to Enid as well.
1: Yes, especially during the summer, um, when people are going on holiday. Like you know, the drivers are going on holiday. Usually, fine. That for and two or three of them have got caravans, and what they do is hitch up the caravan. Off they go, but they don't go for a week or a fortnight. They, they go, go for months, months
0: yeah. Oh, if only I could do that.
1: <laughs> and it's like
0: it's like a fire, isn't it? Because the fire, you need the flame, you need the fuel and you need air. But well, with the minibus, we've got the minibus, we've got the, the, the users and yeah. now we need some drivers. That's right, yeah. yeah. OK.
1: We, we, we still could do with more users of it. Like, you know, there's the few days where it's, uh, it's not booked um, but we need all the bookies we can get uh, to pay for it.
0: Thank you, Eddie. OK, thanks a lot. I'm in Bromsgrove here with Enid Harris, and it's the launch of the Eddy bus, which was previously the minibus for the elderly. Now, you've used this bus for 35 years, haven't you?
2: Yes, more or less, yeah. Two or three times a month, yes, and it's been lovely.
0: And what kind of places do you go to?
2: Well, we usually go for a nice ride out to, um, um, to a pub and have a meal and a drink. Or we go by the river or in nice country park to go to. So uh, we have a and variety of varied things for them.
0: Yeah, and you use it quite a lot. And where would you be without this? I mean, it's, it's a lifeline, well, isn't it?
2: It is really, yes. I'd be sitting at home by my nails, thinking, sweat. You know, I want to say that, Shouting at my husband. <laughs> yeah. No, um,
0: so it's you know, a secret it's, of a good marriage as well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, having something else to think about and somebody else to think about yeah. uh, makes it all
0: worthwhile. And this has become a problem, hasn't it, With uh, as people have got older, it's, it's harder for them to get out, and, 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 and buses like this, just, just, you know, they open so many avenues.
2: They do, yes, they do, but uh, as I say, there's a lot of people that aren't willing to try it, but... When they do, they realise how nice it is and how good.
0: Now, we must say there's another aspect to this as well because we need some more volunteer drivers, don't we? Because we haven't got you, haven't we? need some more going forward. What are the drivers like on the routes? Pardon? What are the drivers like who drive the bus? Oh, they're lovely.
2: Yeah, very helpful, very courteous, help you off and on. Sitting and joining some of them if they haven't got other things. Um, they come and sit at the table and have a laugh and a joke with us and, you know, one of the gangs so, so it's lovely having them
0: So what would you say to people who can drive and they're thinking about this, what would you say to them?
2: Go for it
0: There you go, you heard it first from Enid Go for it, so the, um, the Eddie Bus, is looking for new drivers so if you can help, please do and now I have Robert Trigger, who's one of the
3: trustees as well. And here is this beautiful Eddie bus. How long have we been waiting for this? Um, just under 12 months. We we decided round about March time last year that uh, the old bus was uh, costing too much to maintain, and uh, its days were numbered. So we then started to see if we could raise if we could raise funds. And then uh, we found over a short period of time that we were raising funds quite uh, quite quickly. And uh, we, we said, right, well, well, if we use some of our reserves, we could get a brand-new bus. And uh, we acquired it just before Christmas.
0: And like you said, you acquired it in December, and then the day after, it was yep. taking
3: people to Worcester Cathedral. That's right, absolutely. And it's been, it's been used it's been very difficult to find a day to actually launch it because it's been too busy out on the road <laughs> <laughs> I see so that explains we're here a month later on January the
0: 31st well it's two months later if you we started December and, and now we've finally got a little window and the cutting was lovely wasn't it because yeah, absolutely. We, we had we had Enid who'd been using it for 35 years yeah. and Eddie who's Could named a, name after the Eddie bus is named after and um, I mean what would you like to say to, to, uh, to Eddie and your drivers and everyone
3: well we, we couldn't we can't function without uh, well without Eddie to schedule us, and without uh, the uh, the drivers who are all volunteers. Uh, we've got five drivers at the moment. Um, obviously, if somebody goes on holiday, um, then um, we we have to sort of double up in within the week. Often it's out five days a week, um, and. Uh, I say it's been very difficult to find a day to actually, um,
0: and you couldn't use come, it without yeah. the passengers either. Absolutely, we well, well, could use it, well, but it wouldn't be much use <laughs> in an empty bus the, going around Bromsgrove yeah, and out with to the, Worcester Cathedral. The various
3: care homes and um, interest groups that uh, around the Brom- around the Broms area, uh, obviously, we do it to support them, and um, without them, there wouldn't be the need for us. But uh, no, we uh, we want to realise that need, and we uh, we work to. Uh, to fulfil it and if people want to get, get, climb aboard and, and yeah. use the
0: service they can give you a call 01527 873 that's 01527 873 588 beautifully emblazoned on the <laughs> side of the bus and what would you like to say to everyone who contributed to the, uh, the oh, we're, to we're very
3: grateful to, to all of the some uh, some of the people uh, have been knitting scarves and raising funds that way maybe sort of a pound or two at a time Uh, Others have been... Some of the charity uh, trusts have been able to uh, fund us in the matter of thousands. But it's all contributed and it's all people across Bromsgrove uh, supporting us. We're, we're really grateful to them. And what
0: about the... Uh, I mean, we've, so, we've just had a, a demonstration of the lift at the back, <laughs> and that is quite high-tech, doesn't it? It looks well, like something really futuristic. <laughs> so so Enid was there with a walking frame, and it, yeah. and it took her down to ground level, and it can bring her up again. Because yeah. obviously, you, that's the problem with an issue like this, isn't it? You can't just... Do, have an old minibus, an old Ford Transit van and convert it or, a, or a, one of those camper vans, it's going to have all the mod cons so yeah. that people can get on and very, on and off. Very, very
3: much so um, and uh, we, we, we can take out the all, well, all of the seats within the vehicle can be removed um, generally we, we uh, take them out down the centre of the bus uh, but then we can uh, take wheelchairs and anchor them down and um, take out people who are wheelchair bound uh, often they'll get in a wheelchair go up on the, r- the yeah, ramp and then get off the wheelchair and sit in one of the normal seats but other times now, they may be that they can't get out of the wheelchair or it may be a, one of these electric wheelchairs so they stay within the wheelchair the wheelchair is uh, anchored down and they have a their own seatbelt uh, so whatever well. the disability
0: you can cater for them
3: we can uh, we, we, we transfer them uh, and they can take part with the rest of their particular group. I thought you were going to say you can take all the seats out and hold like a tea dance in there. (laughs) Maybe one for the future? We haven't haven't thought of that one yet, but uh, it's something for the future, certainly. Be a good fundraiser. Yeah. It's a
0: great day there for the launch of the Eddy bus, which I'm sure you'll see journeying around Bromsgrove and taking people on their merry way. Now, if you can spare a few hours or you want to find out a bit more about the service, they're still looking for more users. Um, so if you are. Um Disabled, independent, or elderly, and you want to get out and about, you can book the bus as well. Um, or, as I say, they're always looking for drivers for just a spare a couple of hours a week. Oh seven eight oh three five nine seven oh eight one. That's oh seven eight oh three five nine seven oh eight one. That's to call Roberts or you can visit the website, theedibus.org.uk. That's theedibus.org.uk. Go to our website to check out the story, all the information's there, as well as a nice detailed report of the chequered history of the minibus for the elderly and then the edibus. And also it's going to be in this week's paper as well. Moving on now, we've got some sad news. Um, The businessman who founded one of Bromsgrove's best-known firms has died. David Houston started in the egg industry in 1961 at the age of 18, and he went on to launch Bumble Whole Foods. He passed away last Saturday at the age of 76 after suffering with Parkinson's disease for the last six years. His family said following a fall in early December, he, de- he developed a hospital-acquired pneumonia, they claimed. Um, after overcoming this, David went on to develop other Parkinson's-related complications. He died comfortably at the Rashwood nursing home surrounded by his family. He bought some land at Bumble Hole Lane in Bourne Heath in Bromsgrove in 1963 when he moved from the family house in Old Birmingham Road in Marlbrook. This eventually became the well-known and respected business it is today and it employs 80 people. The family said throughout his life David worked tirelessly to develop Bumble Hole Foods into one of the most respected companies in the UK. David's funeral is at 12.30 next Monday and uh, that's February the 17th at Redditch Crematorium, and that will be followed by a celebration of his life at the Chateau Impney Hotel. Talking of celebrations of life, last week, after we recorded the podcast, we were contacted by a family friend of Harry Bennett. He was a South Bromsgrove High School student who died at the age of 16. There was a celebration of his life on Thursday, which we managed to publicise on Wednesday to hopefully get a few more people there. Not that we needed it, by the sounds of it, because our reporter, Harry Leach, went along and he said um, it was an amazing tribute to the teenager. St John's Church was so packed, it was standing room only. We all know how big St John's Church is in Bromsgrove, so that is a fantastic turnout. It was a very moving occasion. Um, he was a very active lad, uh, was Harry Bennett and he played for Bromsgrove Sporting and Bromsgrove Rugby Club previously and now and uh, before, prior to, to his passing he played for Meadow Park FC and Kings Norton Rugby Club so there were players there who he'd lined up alongside Uh, with those teams and some of them in in full kit actually created two lines going into the church and an arch for the coffin to pass under so it was a really moving occasion there were some great anecdotes from his friends during the service as well you can read the full story about that and on our website and on the front page of last week's standard great news now for Droitwich, Droitwich spa neighborhood plan it was controversially suspended in the run-up to the town council election last year if you remember Um, Then all the councillors who were elected came on board. The process has been restarted. After years of deliberation, Mike Lambden from the Adroitwich Spire Neighbourhood Plan, said it was time for local people to play a more active role in forming the DSNP, as it's called, in working groups and helping produce its content. The Town Council also allocated £200 to help the management group engage with the public. And there is a meeting at the Sacred Heart Parish Hall on February the 25th. Now, this isn't about the Neighbourhood Plan directly, but it's to discuss any issues surrounding Adroitwich that may um, be included in the town in the neighbourhood plan going forward Um, councillors have also agreed to proceed with the planned phases which will see the dsnp implemented at the start of 2021 after a year of developing and designing anyone interested in getting involved with the dsnp such as helping assemble and archive documents on the project progress should email mr lambden at M Lambden, that's L A M B D E N at Bt Internet.com. Don't worry if you didn't get that because it was in last week's paper and on the Droitwich website. And Claire, the um, they're very useful these neighbourhood plans because you can determine obviously Droitwich needs housing like everywhere else, although it's, it's in a better position than a lot of places. And they can kind of like you can decide what kind of housing you want and where you want it and then once a neighbourhood plan is formed and voted on and agreed, then planning uh, committees and stuff have to take note of what's in there.
4: I love it because it just gives everyone a say, doesn't it?
0: It's all about the people. It is it? all about the
4: people. At the end of the day, we're the ones who have to live there. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's nice that they ask us really, isn't
0: it? Uh, it is. So hopefully we'll get enough people. So please get involved in that if you can and shape the future of Droidship Bar, which is a beautiful town, as we all know. And we want it to stay that way. Planning, we're going to stay with planning now, Whitford Road, this looks likely to go to a public inquiry now, it was a controversial application to build 550 homes, the main site off Whitford Road itself has 490 properties, a shop, a new access road, um, public open space and landscaping planned for it, the second site would see the Greyhound Greyhound Inn, bulldozed to make way for 15 homes. I mean, it has been shut for some time, but it's never good to see the death of a pub, is it? I hate I mean. it.
4: I mean, is it definite, though? Because I know... It, it, is, rim- it
0: is pretty definite now. Well, they're trying to stop this. I think, I think there are there was interest in the Greyhound, but we'll have to follow that with... Because um, they want to build a roundabout there instead. I mean, Bromsgrove is gridlocked, as we know.
4: Well, do you know what? I'd never really thought about it. I was always a keen supporter in build more homes, build more homes. But on a previous podcast, you opened my eyes, Tristan, because you were saying about the infrastructure and you had all the facts and figures yeah. that its it is... It's, not just the homes, it's the roads and the schools yeah. and the doctor's surgeries and the... It's just I
0: mean, Bromsgrove is a nice place to live, which is why we got, we got a lot of... I think there is trying to be a shift, and we've covered this last year, with the council wanting to create more jobs in Bromsgrove so people haven't got to travel to Birmingham or Worcester to go to work, mm. which makes sense because you know, it was, before Roger Hollingworth, the former leader, he was always happy with Bromsgrove being a commuter town, and his view was, you know, people can afford a nice house in Bromsgrove, and then work in the city, and then come back, and it's easily commutable, but I think now, with the gridlock and everything, it's just become too far out of hand, and there's the house can be as lo- as nice as you like, but if you can't get off your driveway in the morning,
1: yeah. if
0: you can't get to work on time or you've got to leave at 5am to get there, then it's just, it, it, it's, it's pie in the skies. We're isn't not it, all right?
4: like you who likes to have a swim halfway through yeah, on your commute. Yeah, you go on the train,
0: so yeah. <laughs> I've been, been driving a lot lately, yeah. <laughs> I, I like uh, to leave uh, it as le- late as possible yeah, to get to work. <laughs> uh, no, no, no yeah, I like to uh, get up, grab a coffee, grab some cornflakes. Get in fact, you know, when we do the sound test for this... Didn't do it this morning. You normally oh. ask me what I have for breakfast. I actually had a sausage sandwich today. I I'd had time for that. That was good. Um, I digress. So, Bromsgrove District Council's planning committee can no longer determine the application because it looks like it's going to go to a public inquiry. But there is a meeting organised for February the 13th at 6pm so I think that's next Thursday isn't it next Thursday was day? 5th 6th 7th yeah next Thursday Um, that's at the Holiday Inn in the Fairfield Suites 6pm February 13th they've Deliberately chose the Fairfield suite because it's a massive room. So they know how many people have got an interest in this. So please go along, have your say. And this will be Bromsgrove District Council's Planning Committee kind of formulating their case for the public inquiry to try and combat this development. Do
4: you go along to these things?
0: We will hopefully be there next week, yeah. Mm. So we'll watch that one. One more planning story. If you remember last year, we had Councillor Adam Kent coming on. Oh, yes. Yeah. And he was talking about the call for sites because they need so many um, thousand homes between now and 2040, I think it is. Um, so and he said, look, he said Bromsgrove. I think it was shocking, wasn't it? It was 87 percent of Bromsgrove district is still green belts. Wow. So, some of it's greenfield, some of it's brownfield, but unlike other industrial areas where factories close and things or businesses move on, Bromsgrove hasn't actually got much uh, brownfield sites. So, most of it is greenfield, unfortunately, but realistically, for the population, as we were just saying, they are going to need to build on some of that.
4: Remind me, brownfield again. So,
0: brownfield is if you've got like buildings there, or like, say, you've got. Um, that burcott's garden center oh, i think right, yeah okay. so so say so you've got a garden center or something that's going to be be closing and they want to make way for um housing then that's called a brownfield site because it's land that's already been used it's not as nature but once greenfield created is just greenfield is just untouched or yeah or, untouched right. so that is going to have to be built on that's the long and short of it but it's where you build and where how suitable the Again, how suitable the sites are for your infrastructure and your roads and your doctor's surgeries and your schools and everything like that. So now the council asked for sites for um, landowners to say, put your site forward if you fancy some housing being built on it. 300 plots of land have been put forward. Now, don't panic everyone because they're not going to build on all 300 of them. Otherwise, there'll be way more houses than they need. But they do want to have a look at each one individually and assess its merits and then... The ones that the council consider to be the most suitable for development will be put forward. The council have pointed out, with such a large number of sites, it is going to take a bit of time to go through them all. Um, they'll be working flat out on this, I, I expect. Um, so just bear with us. We'll have all the updates as and when they happen.
4: Great.
0: We didn't do standard shout-outs, did we? We started that on the first one of 2020, and then I completely forgot about it. So please, if you've got any standard shout-outs for the podcast, people who've done good deeds or people who've got awards, please email them. We can do a story as well and a website piece, or you can even come in on the podcast as well if you fancy it. Um, Editor at BromsgroveStandard.co.uk or Editor at DroitWichStandard.co.uk. I've just picked a few out from this week of good achievements. Oliver Sims, congratulations to him. Meadow's first score, he was awarded £300 worth of bike vouchers after winning a sign design competition. Now, he designed the sign, which will be replicated 50 times along Bromsgrove's new walking and cycling routes, which are are currently being built or constructed, On it, he promoted um, the environmental benefits of cycling. Worcestershire County Council organised the competition, and they have received 1,400 entries from loads of schools: Finstall First School, Meadows First School, where Oliver attends, St John's Church of England Middle School, Millfield's First School, and Oliver's was chosen by the judges. So, 1,400 people he's he's, um, fought off for that title. Big shout-out to Isla, a standard shout-out to Isla from Dodford First School. She loves reading. She's a real bookworm. Now, she wrote to her favourite author, Julia Donaldson, who I love as well because I brought my daughters up on these, uh, on Julia Donaldson and Axel Scheffler's books. You remember there's The Gruffalo and Stickman and Charlie Cook's favourite book, Zog, um, Room on the Broom, just brilliant and now every Christmas we get a different one, don't we, like made into a film and they're just those... Is called, what's it called? Magic light pictures, I think they're called. Magic lantern pictures. They're just so beautiful films and they really stick to the, um, the original um, pictures by um, Axel Scheffler, Illustration, should I say, to be uh, proper. Um, and they're brilliant. Um, so Isla wrote off to Julia Donaldson and Julia Donaldson wrote a handwritten note back no.
4: saying she's sorry
0: she couldn't visit but she's pleased that they're all reading and I think she sent them some stickers oh, you as know, well It's so
4: nice isn't it yeah. when they take the time to reach out Definitely. if you write to people, that's
0: lovely So well done to Julia Donaldson for doing that and uh, well done to Isla for writing and keep up the reading if you're listening kids keep up the reading because it will it's, it, it's everything isn't it, from warning signs that you need to see in case you get knocked over or anything or right through to enjoying stories and people, whenever you, sometimes if you read a book and then you see a film, film's never as good oh, it's because never as it's, good. it's not as you envisaged it. You're the film director when you read a book because you create the pictures in your head yeah. and it's, uh, it's, it's fantastic stuff, so keep up the good reading. Um, Worcester Wildlife Trust released their Wildlife Heroes. There was a ceremony earlier this month or last month and They've given out three from Bromsgrove. Richard Hare, he's the head groundsman at Bromsgrove School. During the last five years, the school's planted an orchard boasting 50 different Midlands-based varieties of fruit tree. They've introduced wildlife meadows across the school sites and they've planted a large number of trees and hedges. The school's also left manicured lawns, so that, you know, I think that means that they leave them to grow a bit so bees and stuff can use them rather than just have a beautiful stripes and stuff. I mean, they've each got their merits. Um, they've also introduced the beekeeping club... Um, I'm sure if you had gave that a go you'd be buzzing afterwards <laughs> um, and there's also an on-site beehive they're currently building a wildlife friendly area which includes one of many ponds at the school so they've got a new wildlife friendly pond and there's loads of ponds at the school anyway so that's fantastic well done to Bromsgrove school and Richard Hare the head groundsman Poppy Elwell she's nine years old she's always been eco-conscious she's part of her school's eco council and she's produced her own posters on environmental issues to display around the school she also visits other classes in the school to talk to pupils, encouraging them to do more for the nature and the environment in their area. Last Christmas, Poppy asked Santa for a litter picker and she got that litter picker. She now takes it whenever she visits her grandparents' cottage in Hambury, and she goes litter picking in the woods.
4: Can I just say, I think that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. How gorgeous, a little girl asking for a litter picker. Well, it gets
0: better. Listen to this. She
4: is our Greta (laughs) Thunberg.
0: She's got a litter picker from Santa. And then she was asked, does she want some reindeer food? Mm. Um, Now, reindeer food is basically um, uh, kind of oats, porridge oats and stuff, and, and, and seeds and glitter. So like, you throw it out onto the lawn and then what happens is, um, when santa's light shines or the moonlight shines it the glitter lights up and it shows santa where to land and then the reindeer can eat the food but she declined that because she didn't know if the glitter was uh, biodegradable she is brilliant isn't that. she she's brilliant what an angel. and our final litter uh, not litter hero that's something else uh, wildlife hero from a bromsgrove is chris potter He's a volunteer at the Worcester Wildlife Trust. He uses his woodwork skills and spare time to build homes for wildlife, including hedgehog boxes, bird boxes, bug boxes, bee hotels, and bird tables. Now, he donates all these creations to the Wildlife Trust, where they're made available for people to buy. Probably, I'm I'm guessing here, but it's probably at their Lower Smite Farm um, headquarters. It's a win-win situation because people can buy them, and then they can create homes for creatures in their own gardens and Chrissy's Creature Comforts, as, he's, as, he's, as his selection is called, has raised £2,000 for the Worcester Wildlife Trust, which do so much good work in the county. And I was just saying to you earlier, we've got to get them on the podcast. because would uh, yeah.
4: Well, I actually got some hedgehog homes from them. And I've uh, got, at yeah. uh, my parents' house, because I haven't got the room, but I've set up a little hedgehog village oh, by their pond, and it's gorgeous. And um, I think three of the five homes are occupied by hedgehogs. You literally have to wait for the hedgehogs to find them. Yeah. And um, we've got and three Yeah, they move in. They're in. So, yeah, it's really exciting.
0: It's probably one of the, uh, you know, most affordable housing in, in Worcestershire as well for and the I, hedgehogs so they I, don't pay anything
4: and I've named them I've got einstein poke and spike
0: there we are do you know which one's which
4: um no but <laughs> I pretend I do <laughs> whenever when I, well you don't really see them very often but you put food out at night and they'll come out um so occasionally you'll catch a glimpse but no
0: so einstein's the one doing the experiments he, he's,
4: he's the really clever one
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was the first one to find the houses mm. Going to move on to sports. Evesham, Neil Bromsgrove, six on Monday night at the Worcestershire Senior Cup. Um, so Bromsgrove opened the scoring with Gregory from the penalty spot, Mike Taylor, hat-trick from Dowd, and then Shaquille McDonald rounding off the route in the 81st minute. Now, the other game, the semi-final, hasn't been decided yet. They're still waiting for a date for it, I think. Kidderminster to Harriers, who we all know are probably the... It's fair to say, are the strongest team in Worcestershire, they're playing Alvechurch in the other semi-final, and the winner will play Bromsgrove Sporting in the Worcestershire Senior Cup final. We obviously want Bromsgrove Sporting to win because we haven't got a paper in Kidderminster, <laughs> and we love Bromsgrove Sporting. Up oh, the rouseless, Sporting have got um, Lowestoft this weekend. Thankfully, at home because you don't want to be. I think they travelled to Lowestoft earlier in the season. It's one of their longest journeys, all the way to Suffolk. Um, they beat Bambury one nil away last Saturday. So the top of the table looks like this. Sporting, our second, having played 29 games and got 54 points. Tamworth, are top with 27 games played and 56 points, so two points of difference. But Tamworth, we want them to play those two games and kind of lose them or draw them. Uh, but that's about... I think there's about 10 games left, 10 to 12 games left. So want to play for If Sporting don't get in the top... Uh, they'll have the playoffs, So Bromsgrove fans will get to watch more football, but it'll be a very stressful situation like it was last summer. Um, So good luck to Sporting. Try and get yourself down the Victoria ground and cheer on the lads. That's Saturday, three o'clock. Droitwood Spa, they played Bromyard away last night. They went one nil down. This was in the cup because, you know, Sporting... um, Droitwich Spa, the Saltmen, uh, the other way round, as we say every week. They've actually got games in hand that they need to play, um, so they're more like Tamworth. Um, but they went one nil down last night away to Bromyard. Then James Lemon and Jack Davies scored. Um, I think it was Davies first, and then Lemon, and they won two one. So they're through in their cup competition. This Saturday they're at home to Darlaston, who are second from bottom. Droitwich are second from top, and Droitwich are four points off Wellington Amateurs but they've got four games in hand. So were they to win those? I don't know it's, it's always a big if in football, but if they were, then they would be eight points clear at the top with about 10 games to go. So good luck to the Saltmen and the Rouslers tomorrow. Uh, both are at home, so get to those if you can. Now, Claire wanted to talk about the Bear Grills Adventure Centre.
4: Well, I read your review and it sounds amazing, but I wanted to hear it directly from you. Was it terrifying? It
0: was interesting. No, no, it's one of them things. I... I say to people, I do stand-up comedy, and they go, oh, God, I couldn't be doing that. I'd prefer to jump out a plane, whereas I wouldn't prefer to do that. (laughs) Uh, But I got this opportunity, and my eldest daughter, Chloe, is a bit of a thrill seeker. She's the one. I always hold the bags at Alton Towers and Drayton Manor and all those places, but she goes on all these Ben 10 rides and Nemesis and all these things. So she wanted to go ever since it opened, and we never got round to it, and then somebody said... Can you, um, you know, this PR company got in contact and said, could you please review Bear grill? So you available to do that? We want it done before February half-term, obviously, because they want to get more people through the door. And I said, yeah. So we booked it for last week. We were going to do the escape room, um, but it was just, we couldn't get it booked up. That was full. So I do fancy So what is that.
4: it? It's like loads of different...
0: Yeah, so it's the NEC. Yeah. So it's a massive complex. And you go in, and then you've got different um things to try now we started off with the fear zone mm-hmm. which is a bit like i'm a celebrity because you get to you start off and the guy asked chloe was asked to have to like you know delve into this bag and she did and she pulled out this thing and he said what does it, what's that and he she said oh it looks like a hood and it was so we all got hooded mm-hmm. and then we all walked through this dark maze, mm. and then you start off on your feet, and then you have to crawl. And there's different surprises along and the way. You can't see anything. You can't see anything. And then you take off the mask, uh, off the uh, hood, and then there was some creepy crawlies like tarantulas and stuff, and um, cock- hissing cockroaches. But they were all behind glass, thankfully. <laughs> and then there was uh, a bit to crawl down, and then you went feet first down this other bit. And then at the end, you—I um, had a handful of uh, mealworms. They were oh. like dried ones. Meal mealworms, buffalo worms, and something else. But you know, you know, if a moth dies on your windowsill, yeah, right, they, they look like that. It was a handful of that. You didn't and, have to eat anything. Uh, yeah, like you, had I was... like, you had to like. <gasps> no, you didn't. Yeah, you went like about. You it like a little pile in your hand And you eat it, it. Yeah. To be fair it tasted like pork, uh, pork scratchings Stop. And I love pork scratchings <laughs> no. So uh, there you go I could say that now <laughs> Now vegania is finished I didn't do vegania um, But uh, yeah so I did that And it was alright it was quite nice um, I went down to a packet of crisps after I have got the taste by it. Plus I was quite hungry then we went to the high ropes. Hmm. Right now, this is where to do it, that. this is where it got precarious, because she, Chloe's just you know she just loves things like that. Well,
4: she's so sporty, isn't she? She's is so sporty. Yeah. yeah,
0: she's so sporty. So we went up to the high ropes, and the the bit to start with is amazingly cool. I mean, it's it, they've got a replica Chinook helicopter, like the back of a, a helicopter, hmm. and then you're on one of them zip wires. Now the staff were amazing. I can't say how good they were. They were checking the harness, triple checking it, double checking, which if you don't like heights like me is what you want, exactly what you want. Mm. Then they put you on this um uh this zip wire, which you see, and it looks quite fun, yeah. doesn't it? But you've got to do that bit where you run and then you've got to like just leap. Or you can just walk and jump off the edge, but and as I was going towards it, I thought, what what the hell am I doing? Like? I'm h- just about high, to step off.
4: How high is it? That was
0: probably about Ten to fifteen meters high Which off the is high. floor. Probably about ten meters off, yeah. off the ground. So then you, you whizz along. That bit's really like exhilarating. And then you get off, and then you walk down, and then you arrive at the um, stairs to the platform. Now there's four platforms, um, each of varying heights. I think the top one is twenty meters high. Um, so we walked up. We got put on because you get put on like a kind of network of. Um, beams Mm. and then as you get up there there is 36 different pathways so you've got different um like platforms and then you've got either thin beams or ropes to get across to the next one Mm. and sometimes there's ropes and stuff to hold at the side other times you just hold in the middle bit that's got you have you
4: still got your harness on
0: yeah you still got your harness on and everything so we couldn't do the top layer because it was too windy right which i was kind of thankful for but it, so it's all outside. It's all outside, yeah. Okay. And you know I don't know if you remember how windy it was on Saturday afternoon, but it was yeah. a proper windy. And I was um I was there and yeah, she she just took to it like a duck towards Chloe, did she? And you were having she, to she pretend. Was, I was there, you <laughs> I was there. I started off with the small ones, but the only problem was is when if you did if you did an easy one then you find yourself on a platform and you don't really want to go back on the easy one or easier one because no, I didn't find any of them easy. But the other two that you faced with are suddenly like 10 times worse and you're thinking, oh my life. Some of them are like platforms where you can like stepping stones. Hmm. Others are like ropes,
4: I couldn't do that. I hate heights. And
0: it was, um, I don't know if you saw I'm a Celebrity, but yeah. the one where they walked off on that pole. And oh, then they, they, that was, There's yes. one of those where that you just terrifying. walk off and, and then you, you just stand at the edge. Yeah. And it is actually, it is, it is kind of like a seesaw. So you walk, when you get past the middle bit, it moves down. Mm.
4: Um, Does anyone fall off?
0: I didn't see anyone fall off but if you did fall off you've got the rope I mean you wouldn't fall far you'd probably just fall like you know scary. but you still have to get back up yeah. I suppose the staff would come and help you I always being extra careful and um, the good thing is is um, I, I managed to get 26 out of 28 oh
4: wow and
0: clouded all 28 there was this one I wasn't going to do well there was two I wasn't going to do there was one that was the rope but the ropes to hold onto were quite sporadic so I didn't fancy that and the other one was um, like a beam it was a thin beam as well and rather than being anchored to the actual beams, it was on like chains. So as you stepped onto it, it moved backwards and forwards. And you had the wind coming across. And I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. Um, we stayed on there for about an hour. And wow. uh, when I got off, I'd used muscles that I probably hadn't used in years. And it was quite. But, but I was buzzing because I'd, I'd done something that was really out of my comfort zone because I can't stand heights.
4: And were you on a special. Editor's Day, or were you there with the general population? No, no, there was
0: loads of people okay. there. It was, it was good. Um, before each, I must say this as well. Before each one, you get a little video from Bear, and he oh goes, right. he goes, hi. When you do this, this is, when you when you're a commando, this is these you'll need these skills. So then he said helpful stuff like don't look down like and i'm thinking yeah cheers bear i oh, don't no, 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 no. <laughs> because when you get up to about level three i mean you know how big the NEC is mm. i was above the roof of the nac because oh, you, wow. you can you can you can i was looking down on the nac and we all know how big the national exhibition center is so i was thinking oh my god i am high up here so we did that so there's a good little um bit of inspirational video from bear and then you go off and do it when we finished that one we went down to the Commando Marine Assault Course, which that's indoors. Um, and you start off with some stepping stones and then you have to... One of you has to climb over a log. The other one climbs over three logs, but the other one climbs over one log, rolls under the other, climbs over the other... And I did that right, right one. Um, I'd like to stay as close to the ground as possible. And then um, you go under like one of these Commando Nets and then you kind of... There's like
4: um. Were you racing your daughter? Yeah, at this she stage? was. Okay. She was
0: racing uh, next Who to won? me. won? She won twice, um, <laughs> purely because um, I was. I kept up with her, but then there was two big. Because you're
4: pretty fit. I
0: am pretty fit. I run. I said this in the review. I run. I cycle. I swim. But I'm no commando. She does. <laughs> she does cheerleading four times a week. She doesn't run or anything, but she does uh, cheerleading three or four times a week. And she's got like a, an eight pack stomach and stuff. So that probably, I haven't got an eight pack. I have got an eight pack stomach, but it's an eight pack of beer that's in there. Um, the The six foot, there were six foot walls to get over. And then there was this bit, you always see on like Ninja Warrior, you know, where there's like a circular beam and you have to go on your stomach and shimmy across. Mm. That doesn't look too difficult, but it is amazingly hard. And I just kept falling off that. Uh, we did, and then my nemesis, the monkey bars. I don't know how um. anyone does the monkey bars. I suppose as you get older, and put a bit more timber on it's harder whereas she's like skinny and got like it's a hard and to she's hang. got good upper body strength because she can do somersaults and stuff and oh, everything yeah. so she's got good upper body strength that's not my strong point mm-hmm. I do a lot of cycling and running and swimming which is probably apart from the swimming it's all lower legs and stuff so my legs I mean if you just saw the the bottom half, like from my legs down, you'd go, oh my god, yeah, he's pretty trim, but then it's just the, it's just the top.
4: You should wear, start wearing skirts or a kilt.
0: A kilt? I could be Scottish. I'll get a Scottish passport. I'll ask Ross when I get back to the office.
4: Show off your best bits.
0: Indeed. Indeed. But um, yeah, but it was good. And it's a good, fun family day out. We only scratched the surface as well because there's so much more to do. There's like indoor skydiving um, where... It's, somebody sent me a video of it after. Um, Helen Jones, one of the counsellors, she sent me a video of her doing it. And it's like the fans coming up from the floor and you're with an instructor and it's kind of like, it's like zero gravity effectively. Yeah. And that looked okay because when I heard indoor skydiving, I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. I've done that, that.
4: before. Were like, yeah. you're in a tunnel. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. It's, really so good. it's hard to kind of keep you, it's hard to get it. Yeah. You have to start with an instructor, but once you get it, you get it and it's really good fun, yeah.
0: So there's that. Then there's also... Um, what I did really fancy, but it was one of the most expensive ones, so maybe that's why they didn't offer it. It's the eye dive. Uh, so not the eye dive; it's called the, the Dive mm. and you actually get proper scuba, scuba up like with all your scuba gear and, and your oxygen mask and your oxygen tank and your mask and it's like a sea life centre tank with 800 sea creatures in there and you just swim around for an hour with them. Oh wow. And there's like rays and sharks and stuff in there and it's only little sharks, not like Jaws mm. and um, I saw a couple of people do that and they had flippers on and I thought
4: they oh, could still yeah, take
0: a nibble. could still have no. a Nibble, mm. they? Yeah.
4: That sounds um, absolutely amazing. So it's so and the
0: snorkeling and go, let me go through the other things as well. The shooting as well, archery, and I think that's it. There's the so, of so it's
4: almost like Disney World. You go and you choose your area yeah. you want to go to, and you yeah. can pay but just like,
0: for that area. You have to pay for that area. Yeah, okay. so it's like thirty. Some are twenty quid, some are thirty quid. I think the dive is about one hundred and twenty quid. But right. I think the dive isn't probably that expensive. It's quite good for what it is. But I'd worry that it'd be more expensive because after if I got hooked on that, you'd have to then start because sailing around yeah. the world and and, uh, <laughs> and go to far flung places to to increase the bus, wouldn't you? So, but it is well worth it. It's the Bear Girls Adventure Centre, so just have a look on our website on the lifestyle section. We've got the full review there, and you can click through to it. And it is an ideal place. If you've got the time and money for February half-term and you're wondering what to do, I'd give it a go because it is really good fun. I, well, love I loved Honours. your review yeah.
4: and, um, yeah, I was very impressed. And, you know, well done to your daughter as well for being the superstar and beating a dad. You're, you're, yeah. ne- you're never going to yeah. live that down, though.
0: No, I'm a bit worried. We haven't really had a proper... We've well, we We've had an almost proper swimming race because swimming's my thing, but she's goes to a real good swimming session every week now and she does like life saving and stuff and, and she can swim really fast so <laughs> I reckon she'd be able to be she's only 12 she's been able to swim a mile since she was 10
4: I can see where and she gets her I reckon, competitiveness I reckon from she'd, yeah we are we're <laughs>
0: terrible if me the other two my wife and the younger daughter they, they don't mind so much um My younger daughter does kind of like like winning, but she's not that bothered, whereas me and the oldest one are the most competitive. You're good
4: though. You're one of those dads who doesn't let them just win.
0: No. No. And I I say in the review as well, I won the last event of the day. (laughs) The running for the train. (laughs) Really? And I won by about six lengths. (laughs) <laughs> because she's not going to beat me at that. Because that's something I will. I cycle for the train a lot of the time, but if I do, I hate missing public transport and having to wait a whole ten minutes for the next I hope you one. Didn't
4: leave her on the so, platform no, though. No, was you? I
0: didn't. No, no. I didn't. make sure. I was going. Come on! She's going. I
4: can't run anymore.
0: <laughs> when we were both heavily breathing after the after the assault course, because that was that was just.
4: What a brilliant thing to do, though! Like, that's what great. a you know bonding experience as well.
0: It was brilliant. We were buzzing on the way back, and we were just chatting about what we'd done. So that's the other good thing about it is, as well as the actual day, you've got the memories, the photographs, and oh yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say. There's, there's plenty of photo opportunities. There's one of like because it's Merlin who do like two swords and stuff, don't they? And, and Warwick mm. Castle and oh, Alton Towers. Yeah, done it? so, okay. so like the Bear was on the rock. He looked like really. He looked lifelike. And then there's a, like a base camp thing with a, a union flag and um, signs to different places like the South Pole. So I took a comedy picture, which you can see on the review of my daughter, like looking out with her. Uh, and it is, it is really good. And there's a cafe there. So you can spend a whole day there easily. Oh,
4: well, thank you for letting us know what it's all about. No I'm, I'm dying to go.
0: And now you're up next, aren't you, with all our entertainments? For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bolivant with this week's What's On Guide.
4: Thanks, Tristan. Loads going on again in and around our area this coming week. For the full listings, do check out this week's paper or our website and also our social media channels. They're all on there. But here are a few of my topics for you. Starting on Friday, the February the 7th, it's already February the 7th. Where has the time gone already this year? But Seth Lakeman, he will be at the Norbury Theatre in Droitwich on Friday evening. And if you don't know his music, it's the spirit of rock band meets love stories in a folky, fiddle, acoustic guitar and foot stomping rhythm kind of way. Have I described that well? I don't know. Let me know. He's truly amazing though. In fact, the Guardian newspaper recently said it's the musical equivalent of the bodice ripping blockbuster. Powerful stuff, right? Get your tickets for Friday from the Norbury Theatre website. That's the Norbury Theatre in Droitwich. There's also something really fun happening at the Art Tricks on Friday night. This is an improvised murder. With no script and no plot, this is where the actors and the audience create a classic: Who Done It? Who dies horribly? Who is the murderer? What awful secrets are revealed. The audience, you guys, you're going to be the puppet masters and the fate of the characters are in your hands. It's all served up with a generous helping of jokes so you can enjoy a good old fashioned night of murder, mystery and mayhem. Think of those kind of have I got news for you type impro- improv sessions, but there's going to also be a murder and it's a full show. It's going to be so much fun. 7.45pm start there at the Art Tricks. And my other topic for Friday evening is the live music night happening at the Tardy Big in Redditch. This is going to be a great night with live music from Jack Gaylor from 9pm. They did some of these last year, which I went along to and they were brilliant. Great music, great people, fantastic venue. Check it out. This is their first one for 2020. I'm sure it will become a regular thing you do if you do go along. It's so much fun. Moving on to Saturday, the 8th of February, start your day off the right way. In fact, start your weekend off the right way and be a wonderful person by joining the community litter pick, which is happening on Saturday morning at Fairfield Village Hall in Bromsgrove. Litter pick equipment equipment will be provided, they tell me. Just turn up, wear something warm and some comfortable shoes and be awesome. 10.30am start there. What a great thing to do. Then on Saturday night, my top recommendations include Magic Owl at the Palace Theatre in Redditch. This is where you'll be able to look into the magical mind of a magical performer who has worked all over the UK performing his comedy magic. It promises to be a magical and very funny night, 7.45pm at the Palace Theatre there. Over in Bromsgrove, I highly recommend the Count Arthur Strong Is There Anybody Out There show happening at the Artrix. As well as being the all round entertainer we all know and love from the telly, Count Arthur Strong is also a lifelong fan of astronomy, apparently. And in this show, he brings up all the regular showbiz entertainment, but wrestles with some of life's big questions, such as Are we alone in the universe? Is there life on Mars bars? 2 pounds of potatoes, packet of ginger nuts, don't lose the shopping list kind of thing. You get the idea. Comedy and a great evening of entertainment at the Art Tricks on Saturday night with Count Arthur. 8pm there and get your tickets from the Art Tricks website. Some great live music happening on Saturday night all over the place. Um, Just a few to mention. The Scar Studs, they're going to be on at the Rocklands Club in Redditch. 8pm there. Another night of Scar with the usual suspects at the Old Sticky Wicket in Redditch. 8pm start there. Mr. Wolf, everyone favourite Mr Wolf. They're going to be back at the Old Black Cross on the Worcester Road in Bromsgrove on Saturday evening and the One Love Bands at the Oust House in Redditch. 9pm start there on Saturday evening. Then next week, my top pick is on Tuesday, the 11th of February, and it's the Legends of American Country Show happening at the Palace Theatre in Redditch. This has now been seen. Over 300,000 people have watched it. It's also watched on social media. It's Europe's number one award-winning country music night right here in our neck of the woods. There's going to be tributes to Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash, Don William, Patsy Cline, Kenny Rogers you name it they're all in there and countless other well-known hit songs it's going to be a must-see musical extravaganza they tell us apparently there's four fantastic singers and they're all backed up by a superb live band coupled with the authentic stage set and state-of-the-art sound and lighting that will transport you all the way to hand clapping and toe-tapping Nashville You'll be there and back in one night. Yeehaw! Get your tickets quick for Tuesday night at the Palace Theatre. It's going to be amazing. As I say, do check out our full event listings in the paper and on our website. And remember, if you have an event going on, do let me know so I can let everyone know for you. Have a great week, everyone. Back to you in the studio.
0: Thanks, Claire. Loads are going on again across Bromsgrove, ruby and Droitwich. And so much, you know, the, the nights are getting lighter and everything. So it's more pleasant to be out and about now. It's still a bit cold, but that'll improve in the coming weeks. So please get out and support as many local events as you can. And um, if you want to be on this podcast, if you want us to discuss something or if there's something you want in the paper or on the website, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Editor at editor at DroitwichStandard.co.uk. We've also got our websites as well. Um, we've got daily updates going on there, and then everything we put on there goes to uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and we've got an Instagram page as well. That's where all the conversations happening. So please like us and follow us on those, and uh, and yeah, join in the conversation. Let's get these two wonderful communities really firing on all cylinders. That's all we've got time for for this week. Um, thank you ever so much for tuning in, and we'll be back at the same time next week. <coughs>